Welcome to Digging Deeper in Grace, a ministry of Grace Baptist Church in Cedarville, Ohio. Our goal each episode is to dig deeper into the scriptures with a focus on our most recent sermon. And now let's dig deeper. Hello and welcome to this episode of Digging Deeper in Grace. I'm your host, John Davis, filling in for your friend and mine, Bart Sheridan. Bart and his bride, Sandy, have been serving alongside Grace missionaries Kevin and Tia Riley for the past several weeks. Be praying for them that there was lasting gospel truths that took root that might bring forth fruit in the coming days. Right now, though, we take a brief divergence from our normal routine. Our community celebrated recently Labor Day, and our weekly Sunday gathering was done differently as we met alongside our friends and neighbors for a community-wide time of worship and testimony. So on this week's episode, instead of reflecting on the sermon, we're going to look at doing life in the church, particularly living out what we at Grace believe to be God's design for church governance. Joining me now is Thad Franz, an elder here at Grace. Friend, welcome. Thank you. Glad to be on the show. <laughs> you know, Thad, I think we may have just lost 95% of our listeners when I mentioned the words church governance, but hopefully we can win them back in the next few minutes. I'm looking forward to the task. <laughs> it'll, just be, it'll be a challenge. All right, Thad, how long have you and your family been here at Grace, and, and in what ways have you found to get plugged in? Yeah, so we have been at Grace for the past 10 years uh, as, as members and have been uh, thankful for the opportunities the Lord has given us to serve here, which have been numerous, uh, specifically uh, working in our high school uh, youth uh, group uh, for over eight years uh, teaching there. I have led a small group ministry uh, through our time here and then uh, on my second term serving as elder here at Gra- Grace and just uh, thankful for, again, uh, God using insignificant people to do uh, extraordinary things for His kingdom work here at Grace. So Thad, as you shared just your your story, I know your heart and I know that um, service beyond just the weekly uh, sermon is important to you. Mm-hmm. Why is that so? Yeah, I love Grace. I love our church family. We're thankful for the transformation that has occurred because of the gospel in our lives. And I think it has to start there. Uh, because that gospel work, uh, we're part of a family now, uh, part of God's family. Uh, and we see that in Scripture as the body of Christ. And as Christians, we're commanded to be a part of a church family uh, locally. Uh, and because of our love for Jesus and obeying His commands uh, regarding loving and serving the church, uh, this is significant for us. Uh, it's really the idea of following God's greatest commands for us, love God and love neighbor. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's no much more important to love people than to love your own church family that you confess the same beliefs and and that you walk alongside with. And we really see this played out in the establishment of the New Testament church. Mm. And I'll take us to one passage this morning, I think of Ephesians 4, yeah. where uh, Paul gives instructions um, to, uh, to be uh, as the Spirit has gifted us in different ways to be unified, to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for building up the body of Christ. And we do this towards mature manhood uh, because of the unity that we have in the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. And I was reading a similar passage in my quiet time even this morning Mm -hmm. in 1 Corinthians 12 that, uh, again, uh, the Spirit has gifted us, uh, a lot of us in, in diverse ways, but unified together 
Um, God has given us all task and work uh, that goes beyond just the corporate worship time that we, when we gather on Sundays. And, um, and I believe that God has given grace in its membership all that we need to do the work of the ministry here at Grace. Mm. And uh, so I think uh, a couple of things to think about. When we think of grace, uh, we uh, often talk about worship plus two, Yeah, that we uh, want to gather together, confessing our beliefs together in corporate worship, very important to do. But it's also accomplished through community and service, uh, getting to know Christ's body more intimately. Mm. I think of Hebrews 10. It talks about the idea of gathering together to meeting together. And the reason that we do that is we want to stir each other up in mm-hmm. love and good works. Mm-hmm. And being a part of our community here at Grace and serving God's people at Grace has been such an amazing privilege and blessing. Mm-hmm. And it warms my heart <laughs> and it fills me up. Yeah. And I've grown much in my walk in the Lord because of the people here at Grace and because of serving the people here at Grace. Amen. I would share the same same testimony. All right, so I know we have folks from various backgrounds and walks of life who are listening, and, and they may or may not fully understand the idea of church governance, let alone why churches even do it differently, right? Mm-hmm. If we have one scripture, why are we doing governance differently? At Grace, though, we have a conviction around a particular approach to member care and oversight. Where does that come from? Well, it comes from the scriptures. Yeah. Uh, as a leadership, we've sought to align ourselves with God's word when it comes to church governance or church polity or leadership structure as as we would think through it. And I've appreciated, even while I've been here at Grace in just the last 10 years, we have seen a change in our leadership structure and our polity. Mm-hmm. And it, it for me, it shows me I need to continue to be a student of God's word and be open to change mm-hmm. based on my continued understanding of that word. And yeah. I think uh, it's been modeled here at our church. Yeah. And when we think of church governance in light of leading and shepherding and serving God's people, I think of passages like 1 Timothy 3, mm-hmm. also Titus 1, as specifically as it talks about elders. Yeah. And prior to coming to, to grace, the leadership structure of my former church was much different which caused some challenges and conflict. And one of the important reasons for proper church governance and to think about these things as Christians is we want to lead well and we want to minimize conflict between church members. And one of the challenges for me personally regarding the structure at my former church was a lack of clarity between responsibilities of an elder role and a deacon role. And since the changes of our church leadership here at Grace in 2016, uh, I know you and I have both been a part of that process, and and it's been a blessing to be a part of that process. And it's not been perfect, and it's come with bumps. We're we're learning how um, a a structure of elder and deacon uh, work together, but I believe we're more aligned biblically uh, in the pattern of leadership laid out in Scripture. Uh, Leaders are more clearly uh, know their roles within the body, and we are healthier at grace because of it. And one caveat, structure is important, hmm. but the people fulfilling the roles within the structure is most important. You can have the best structure in the world hmm. and have a lot, a lot of conflict in your organization or in your church. By God's leading through his people, the hmm. selections of leaders is most critical in the process. And that's kind of why we're talking about this topic today. Yeah. And we're in that process over the next week and a half 
we're going to have leaders nominated and starting to work through that process. So it's an, it's an exciting time. It's a critical time for our church because leadership and the people fulfilling those roles are very important. Yeah, and there's a, no passage probably more clear than First Timothy 3, which speaks to the roles of elders and deacons. Can you unpack uh, some of that for us and similarities, differences, responsibilities? Yeah. So when you look at the qualifications for both elder and deacon, there are many similarities because most of all the qualifications surround character. Mm. And you know, th- specifically thinking of qualifications for deacon, we desire men and in our church women who are full of spirit and of wisdom. Mm-hmm. We think of an elder role. We think of the qualifications. We, we think of the qualification of being above reproach. Um, or dignified, it says uh, in 1 Timothy 3 for deacons. They both need to manage their household well. And so we're looking for people that are showing and expressing that leadership and modeling that for their families. Uh, because the passage says, if you can't manage your own household, how can you manage the household of God? Mm. We also see these in Scripture as both formal positions within the church leadership, but uh, as you stated, they have different responsibilities. Primarily, when I think of differences between both roles uh, for elder, I think of uh, it is a prayer and word-driven ministry. Uh, They have word-driven responsibilities. When we think of God's shepherds or elders or overseers, the primary difference that stands out in the qualifications is elders need to be able to teach. That could be in a small group setting or a large group setting. Uh, it, they have a heart of a pastor, a heart of uh, leading their people, uh, and, and that's versus a heart of service. Uh, when we see deacons, when we think mm-hmm. of uh, the Greek word for deacon, it is uh, to serve mm-hmm. and care well for the needs of others um, so you can share the hope we have in Jesus Christ. That's 1 Timothy 3.13. So it doesn't mean a deacon can't teach. And it doesn't mean an elder can't shouldn't serve because they should. Yeah. But these are primary heart-driven convictions mm-hmm. and spirit gifting that we are seeking in our people here at Grace when we're thinking of deacon and elder. Mm, that's good. All right, for those of us who are members here at Grace, we know we've got a task ahead of us here in the next couple of weeks as we begin to identify that leadership, as you've just outlined. What should we be doing, though, in addition to just simply nominating biblically qualified individuals? Uh, it's good uh, to think about uh, as we're in the midst of this process. As I've shared with our uh, congregation over the last few weeks in announcements, is to, just to pray. Pray for a spirit of unity among our people. When we want to choose qualified men for elders and deacons, and then women uh, as well for deacons, we want to align with God's will, who knows the heart of men. So we can see who is qualified from our standpoint, but we know God knows the heart and knows who needs to be uh, uh, willing to serve and able to serve our church in the future. Praying for a willingness to nominate, Mm. uh, to be a part of the process. This is a congregational affirmation and a way the congregation as a whole to be a part of this process. And then a willingness to serve. So as we start calling next Friday people to be willing to serve as elder and deacon, that there's a willingness there. Uh, it's it's a sacrifice uh, to serve, but it is worth the sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Then I think uh, of of just the challenge to be faithful. 
Mm. Uh, as church members, mm. whether in former formal leadership positions or not, be faithful where God has called you in the body. Mm. And this nomination task specifically to nominate and be involved in the process over the coming months as we eventually vote on these nominees in November uh, to be an active part of, of grace. Another challenge to our membership is to get to know the Grace family, mm. not only in the selecting of leaders each year, but also encourage those future leaders, those that aspire to be a deacon or an elder. And if you aspire to serve one day in these roles, don't just sit on the sidelines. Get involved now, mm. uh, well past the, the worship service. Yeah. Uh, get involved in community and, and serving the body. Commit to this local body if you haven't done so by membership, and we would love to talk to you about that. Yeah. Makes me think of the Elder Training Institute that we kicked off, I believe, last year. Yes. Um, and I think uh, we're kicking it again next, this week, right? Yeah, Later this week, right. or if not this week, next week, check your bulletin. Uh, it's out there. Check the Grace website. Um, get involved. Uh, make yourself known. And part of just making yourself known is being involved beyond the, the morning worship service. Yeah. So I appreciate you, you saying that. All right. I'm hearing this, but I, I still have questions, and I want to dig deeper on the subject of church leadership, the roles of elders and deacons in church life. What resources do you go to or would you recommend uh, to, to our listeners? Yeah, first and foremost, reading God's Word. Specifically, I think of the book of Acts as God establishes the church and grew the church, organized the church through the formal positions of elder and deacon. It really starts there. First Timothy 3, Titus 1, as we've talked about. First Peter 5, as it talks about more the responsibility of the church towards their leadership, as well as the elders' uh, responsibilities, and other passages as well. And as we read, and, and as I hinted at earlier, be open to growing in your views mm-hmm. of Um, the church structure, church polity, uh, ecclesiology, or how the church is to to function. Uh, Other resources that have been helpful to me is the Nine Marks resources, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Building Healthy Churches. There's two small books, one for elder, one for deacon. Uh, What I like about them is they're easy to read. They're short, so if you're not an avid reader, uh, you can get through those books, and I think will be helpful as you're thinking through maybe to aspire, which one would I aspire to? Which one, based on my gifting and, and skills, uh, would be better to prayerfully consider in future? Another book that's been helpful, I know, to a lot of our members here at Grace is Finding Faithful Elders and Deacons yeah. by Thabiti. Yeah. Yes, and yeah. uh, and I think it's just helpful because it's very practical. They ask good, uh, self-reflecting questions mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. for both uh, elders and deacons. And then you've already put in the plug-in, but I was thinking of just the resources that we have here at Grace, uh, our Elder Training Institute. And it's a monthly event with like-minded men who are reading similar books and then coming together to discuss. And I think that's been so helpful, whether you're young, uh, uh, aspiring to a future role, or you're looking to be sent out from here and to serve as an elder or deacon elsewhere. We would love to have you and, and be a part of that discussion and be able to be an encouragement to you. So consider that. And again, look at your bulletin for those uh, future dates and times. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so if you're listening to this and you're like, man, I'd love to have one of those resources or I just don't have access to it, just reach out to the church office, right? Stop by. We'll find a way to get you a copy of uh, one of these resources. And uh, we want to equip you uh, in this process. Mm-hmm. You know what? Uh, as we uh, close out this time, 
I think I want to end here in Psalm 121. I read this this morning and it was an encouragement to me. And I trust it's a, an encouragement to you as you're listening this morning. So Psalm 121, I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. For the Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on the right on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going in and your coming out, or your going out and your coming in from mm-hmm. this time forth and forevermore. Amen. Thank you, brother. It's been good to be with you, Thad. Grateful that you've joined us on this week's Digging Deeper in Grace. We have been discussing the importance of church oversight by elders and deacons and the role of a congregation in a healthy church. So I trust that you'll listen to this again. If you if, if we went to a place and you just need to pause and stop and start, that's good. Ask questions. We want to dig deeper with you. Well, you can access Grace Sermons and other podcast episodes on demand by visiting gracecedarville.org. That's gracecedarville.org. And by clicking the media tab. And we also encourage you to share your questions and comments with us each week by emailing them to us at contact at gracecedarville.org. That's contact at gracecedarville.org. Well, plan to join us for for the next installment of Digging Deeper Here in Grace. Until then, thank you again for tuning in, and God bless, and keep growing in grace. Digging Deeper in Grace is a ministry of Grace Baptist Church in Cedarville, Ohio. Visit us online at gracecedarville.org and join us next time as we continue our discussion. In the meantime, we invite you to continue digging deeper in grace as you read God's Word.